Uh, good evening, everyone on Zoom and everyone present. Um, this practice is always about um, how you apply, you know, the method of Zen, you know, Zazen, precepts, koans, um, listening to Dharma talks, etc., etc., reading. It all, all has to do with how we apply it to our everyday life, ordinary everyday life, and whether we're living that life in an egocentric, self-centred way or whether we're living it from a place of openness and, and spaciousness. Right? That's the whole point of it. And uh, I've been reflecting um, recently on one of the ways that I, I can get hooked, but I see that other people get hooked as well um, in life, where we have some principle in our mind, like it might be a, a, a moral principle or a political principle or an ideology or the way we think things should be ideally. And um, we get caught, rather than just being about a principle, our ego identity gets attached to it and caught up in it um, and it leads to some kind of rigidity or stuckness or obsessing, um, being caught up in right and wrong, being self-righteous, all those kind of things. And um, <clears throat> there's a few conversations, I'm just giving you a smatter of a few conversations that have come back to me from um, just conversations I've had with some people recently as well as from the past. And one person I was speaking to recently um, was saying to me that he's got a, he's always had a very strong sense of what is right and what is wrong, and it's very important in the way that he lives his life. And I believe, I, I trust um, that he is actually a very um, principled person, you know, person of integrity um, in the way that he goes about his business and everything. And he wants to pass that on to his children and his family. But the problem is, by his own admission, his family find him a pain in the ass. <laughs> and because um, he's always trying to correct things, you know, and he's always being, you know, wanting to be right and say everyone's doing the right thing all the time. And there's another snippet of a conversation that came, came back to me, which was I found was a good... Um, practice moment for me, um, a conversation I had with someone years ago, and um, in his he went on a television program um, to um, to be a whistleblower against corruption in his own profession, and um, and again it had an impact on his family because his family didn't like all of the negative attention that was coming their way, and and in. In his words, these were his own words that he used to describe himself. He said, I know, I'm a self-righteous prick. Mm -hmm. And I actually found, and he said it not in a, he said it in a, a sort of a truthful way, acknowledging it, but there was humour in it at the same time. And I thought, I actually admired him um, in that moment for actually being able to say that because it's like he was stepping back and he was making light of his own experience. And, and so willing to acknowledge it. And I remember from there on, I thought, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge it if, I'm, if that's, I'm caught in that, up in that as well, you know, and to treat it with the same lightness. 
because when we get self-righteous, um, the last thing we want to think is to think that we're self-righteous. We just think we're right. Uh-huh. And so we get, we get inflated with something um, and take things so seriously. Um, but these things merge together. You know, having principles or being principled about something um, but something of our ego identity gets hooked into it at the same time. And when that occurs, one of the outcomes of it is, is often um, the inappropriate expression of, of anger. You know? um, now, the alternative is not to have no principles. right? Um, and in Zen training, we have, we have ethical precepts as, as guidelines, you know, so we're acting on certain principles of non-harming, you know, not stealing, not lying, all those kind of things, which is an ethical way of being in the world. So it's not as though the, the option is to have no principles, right? And, and if you did, you know, um, uh, you, could, you could say, well, I'm not interested in politics or social justice or so on, but if, but if that means you're not interested in the injustices of the world, you're not interested in the suffering of other people, it's a form of apathy. So that, that's not the same way as well, just to be apathetic about what happens in the world. And anyone who thinks deeply about life or examines it in some way tries to work out some better way that we can all, all be together in, in the world. Um, where it's less injustice, you know, and there's more equity and so on. So the issue is not about not having principles, but not getting... There's a difference between righteousness and self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is that, is that inflated, I'm right and everyone's wrong, sort of fuming with anger kind of experience. And you see it expressed so much in public political life, but it also gets expressed in our personal lives as well as in families and disputes and things like that. And so it's important to be able to, like this man I, I mentioned, you know, it's it's important at times to be able to just openly acknowledge, you know, and label it like thought labeling to acknowledge I'm I'm in a self righteous state. I'm inflated with being right. Mm-hmm. And the alternatives to doing this, like I said, it's not, it's not to have no principles, but it is somehow to be... Um, to take one thing to take as a basis um, of don't know mind, you know, is to realise that ultimately in life there's very few things we absolutely know. Um, and and it's very it's very useful to come back to that not knowing mind experience and the way we engage with things and it brings hopefully some sense of um, humility you know to the to the way that we um, express ourselves and it's important um, to bring humour to it as well like this man did and it's like we we can be principled but we can we can carry it lightly at the same time. Um, in 
reflecting on putting this talk together, I was reflecting on the many times in my life where I've been self-righteous um, and times where I've been felt I was being principled about something, you know, but um, if I look back on it, it's not as though I would have changed the principles in terms of how I acted, but I would have changed the way that I dealt with it. And some of the options sometimes is to um, um, manage your anger much, much more effectively. Um, so you're not intoxicated with anger and being right. Um, and sometimes the wisest option is to just let things go. You know, and um, you don't have to be a barking dog all the time at everything you know that you see wrong in the world. There's a time, there is a time when you when you may realise that that speaking, um, even though you're trying to speak some truth or whatever, just adds more fuel to the fire. It doesn't actually do anything useful at all. And that sometimes people remaining quiet and silent and um, and more self-contained can be the best thing that's actually there in a situation rather than just adding another opinion. Um, but like I said in the beginning, this practice is always about how we apply our meditation experience to everyday life so we wake up from the self-centred dream. And this is one of the delusions we all can get caught in. We, we, we're, going on a, we're going on a principle so we think it's very virtuous but, within, but there's a, a conflation of that with our ego identity. And then when that occurs, things go awry. Mm -hmm. 